0: Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit SolidRockChurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day.
1: Isaiah forty three eighteen says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Say it with me out loud. Behold, I do I didn't hear everybody. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Look at your neighbor. Tell him, are you going to be able to see it? Mm -hmm. In other words, how many of you can't see unless you open your eyes? Some of y'all sleep at the wheel. Open your eyes and wake up. Look at somebody. Tell them, wake up. Did you drink your coffee? Did you have your Wheaties this morning? Wake up. He said, when this happens, I'll make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, there is no roads in the wilderness and there is no rivers in the desert. When you're walking in the wilderness, you're lost. There is no road, there is no path. When you're in the desert, you're dying of thirst. There is no water. Therefore, it's a dessert. Did I say dessert? Hallelujah. I'm thinking about lunch, praise God. I'm thinking about lunch. Soon as I said that, I saw a hot fudge cake in front of me. Praise God. Desert. Desert. If you're walking in the desert, you're in a good place. Hallelujah. Well. So in other words, God says, this new thing, listen to me, this new normal is going to create things That are not supposed to be there. Oh, you didn't hear me. Direction when it looks like we are completely lost. A cool drink of water when it looks like we are barren, dry, doubly plucked up from the roots and dead and dry and done with. I'm telling you, if you listen to some preachers, America is done. If you listen to some preachers, the church is done. If you listen to people that are in the media, the church is no longer relevant. I say to all of them, I'm gonna stand back to make sure I'm corona safe. If that still hits you, you are supposed to be hit. It was a supernatural spit. See, last, if if the Lord lets me, today's the last part of this series, part four. Everybody say it out loud with me. The new normal house of God. Now, it almost sounds like unbiblical because you can't change what God has made. He's God and he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His will for the church, his idea of the church has not changed. So if you think in your mind and go all the way back to part one, the new is the new old. Meaning what is new to us is really not new. Didn't the wisest man to ever live say it this way? There's nothing new under the sun. In other words, some of y'all think y'all going through stuff, ain't nobody ever gone through, but the reality of this is millions of people have gone through it. We say, well, how could they go through it? They didn't live no new no pandemic. How'd they go through it? They ain't, got, they ain't got to deal with social media. Listen, I'm not talking about they had to deal with exactly what you're dealing with, but the root cause of what you're dealing with is the same demons that have always existed. There is no new demons. There's not a new devil. I wish I had a church that would help me. There, listen, there's nothing new under the sun. We ain't facing no meaner devil. The devil's been mean from the beginning. He don't all of a sudden hate us more. He's always wanted to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's will to do that in Jesus' time. Why are y'all trying to make the devil bigger than he is? Some of y'all trying to make the devil big and bad in 2020. He wasn't so big and bad in, in whatever year was your best year. Let me say, the devil is the devil. And he is evil continually. And he is trying to destroy you, your family, and this nation. Man, y'all know I don't play up here. Come on, y'all hear me? Y'all know I don't play. We're being told everything across the board is a new norm. There's a new way of walking into Walmart. Although I am excited, both doors were open this week. So something started to change. There's a new way how many knows you can't go in anywhere without signs telling you where to stand. Signs telling you which way to walk. Huh? But how many knows? Let's just be real, y'all. You can look around, you can find ain't a whole lot of people following the signs. Huh? Here's the reality. It's now spilled over. And I'm you need to hear what I'm about to say here. As the nation begins to reopen. And as, and I'm only going to say this and I'm just going to move on. This election is finally behind us. Let me tell you something right now, Boate. Would y'all hear that? How quiet it got? I'm talking about it went from shouting to just, literally, if somebody sneezed, everybody look at them. Because nobody, everybody's scared to talk about the election. But here is the reality. You better know this. You better hear your preacher. And I don't think you need to hear your preacher to know this. All hell is about to be unleashed in this nation. I'm telling you, you ain't never seen in this generation, the other generations have seen things on this level, but this generation ain't seeing what's coming between now and November. You better know that. That ain't a political statement. That is a spiritual warfare statement. Are y'all hearing me? I'm talking as your pastor. I ain't your, I ain't your mayor. I ain't your governor. I ain't your president. I am your spiritual father. And I'm telling you, you better open your eyes because the devil is just now getting started. He's just now getting started. And if the church ain't ready, we're going to be in trouble. Now watch this. I'm going to get to my notes. All right, Thank you. What's this? There is a reason why the devil instituted in the big picture plan that he has that we're in to shut churches down because he knew the only force on this planet earth that is empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring true change is the church and if you can if you can stop the people gathering then it's like he got an open door that's why two months ago I said from this pulpit when I wasn't even planning on doing it I said y'all just need to know I'm being respectful of my government. I love my government. I'm gonna respect authority, but I ain't shutting down again. I made it clear and I don't care if Facebook likes it. YouTube already don't like it. They won't let us broadcast every week. That's okay. Facebook, watch this, you better be praying if Facebook is the only way you have church with us, you better be praying that Facebook don't shut us down because if they do, I ain't gonna stop preaching the way I'm preaching and the only way you're gonna get it got have to get in the building. You have to get in the building to get it. We're going to do it, whatever we got to do, but if Facebook shuts down, baby, you're going to have to just get in the building. You might have to sit in the back row of the balcony, but you're just going to have to get in the building because I ain't going to stop preaching. I ain't going to stop preaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New norm. New norm. people writing articles, pastors, telling other pastors, you better embrace the new normal or you're gonna be left behind. Come on. Come on. Well, my question to them is, which new normal are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Because if the new normal you're talking about is I gotta make sure that everything I say, I'm, par- I'm parsing it for that camera. <laughs> Then I don't accept that new normal. But if the new normal you're talking about is that people are sick and tired of being a church that's driven by programs and fluff and all these kind of things to try to impress people and they're just ready for the power of God to fall into place and the altars are open and people are going to crawl back towards God again, I say, bring that new normal on, baby. Bring it on. Bring it on! Yeah. How about this? Instead of getting some new normal uh, in the church, how about we just get some new preachers? Yeah. Oh my God! Did I just say that? How I many? How I many? Some of these preachers need to retire. They need they need to go into public speaking and have some and you know go into selling stuff and all this kind of stuff. I'm talking about I'm looking for some preachers. I'm looking for some people who're gonna preach the gospel no matter what people think about them. If you can't preach the gospel, then get out of the business. I told you last night, didn't I? Sandy? I told you last night what today was going to be, didn't I? 11.30 last night at night. I'm telling you, I can always feel it. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm to tell you what she just said. Some of you preachers, you might just need to get in this environment and you might go back to preaching again. Huh? You just been in such a... I've been real with you. You've just been dead for so long you forgot what it feels like to be alive. You know what I do every year? I'm going to preach this eventually. I'm going to preach this in just a minute. You know what I do every year? Every year when Ambassador's Bible College starts and I know I'm teaching a preaching class third year I teach it every year. I teach these young preachers about my experiences as preaching and give them some advice and so forth and other things. But I always, every year at this time, I go into my desk and I pull out my original, what they call theology of ministry that I wrote in 1990. I pull out my first sermon that I ever preached in my life. It's amazing to me that I was able to hold on to it. Actually, I didn't. She did it for me because she knew I, I would never keep it. So she put it in behind binder for me. And my handwritten notes from 19. Eighty-nine, as a youth pastor when I first got called to preach the gospel the same year that me and her got married I, I got my notes and I read my notes of the very first sermon I ever preached I read my theology of ministry again to remind myself that I am still the man that God called me back in 1989 and I've not changed and what it does I begin to cry every year when I read it and I say God don't ever let me lose that person. Don't ever let me lose who that was. Every year. Oh, and how about this? You want, you think this is a new thing that we're fighting? You know what? The name of my first sermon I ever preached in my life in Kimberly Methodist Church, because my own church, I love them, wouldn't let me preach yet. They didn't believe in me as a preacher yet, so I had to go to a Methodist church to let me preach. And I and I went there, and I preached this sermon, and the name of the sermon was The Devil's Infiltration into the Church. <laughs> now, you won't know I believe in miracles. I think I preached that whole sermon in 12 minutes. That's the part that I say, God, don't let me go back to. No. Some of y'all are like, please, God, let him go back to that. What I'm trying to tell you is sometimes you got to be like David. David was out in battle doing the Lord's work. He comes back with all his soldiers. And little did he know while he was going doing the Lord's work, the enemy had came in and, and burned the camp to the ground, taking their wives, taking their children. They lost everything and they're standing there and all of a sudden the people that supported him in battle turns and looks at him and he saw the rage of murder coming on. they were getting ready to kill him because they knew you, you took us into battle why did God not prepare you for this and they turned on him some of y'all need to do what David did at this moment instead of throwing your hands up and giving up the Bible said David pulled himself off by himself He got a long way. See, sometimes you got to turn that stinking television off, put that stinking phone down, and get away where it's just you and God. He had to get away from the normal. And the Bible said when he got by himself, and they're over there plotting to kill him, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you ain't got nobody but you and God. Huh? Huh? Sometimes the only way you're going to get encouraged is you're going to have to turn the noise off and encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what I have to do. See, the churches of today, many of them who were raised in the power of God, raised in believing in miracles, no longer, stop it, believe in me. I need a miracle in this microphone. don't believe in the power of God anymore. Now I'm going to say something bold. The new normal house of God. The new normal. I don't want to say this. But I have to say it. I do not want to say what I'm about to say. Because it hurts me to say it. But I'm going to say it. Because I know I'm supposed to say it. The churches that reject the power of God. Reject the moving of the Holy Spirit in the new normal are not going to survive. They're not going to make it. They're going to shut the doors because the ones that are going to be left that actually attend church, serve church, serve in church, and want to serve God in church are looking for the power of God in their lives. Because if all they, all they want is a cute sermon, three points in a poem, and some good music and some good lights, honey, they can get that by the thousands with a scroll of a thumb. They're, they're not looking for that anymore. If somebody comes to church in 2020 and beyond, they are coming wanting an encounter with God. They are not coming for a show. Am I preaching right? They are not coming for a performance. We are coming for an experience. Sort of reminds me of a famous story in 1 Kings chapter 10. The story of a woman of royalty named Queen of Sheba. The Bible says, Now, when the Queen of Sheba, more than likely the Queen of the Empire, of Ethiopia and the different regions around Ethiopia, heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. She came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, meaning a very great host of people came with her. Camels, bore spices, very much gold, precious stone. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, notice, not heard all the wisdom of Solomon, but saw the wisdom of Solomon. There are sometimes one word can change everything and we read right over it and we assume what we read. I'm going to read it again. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon and what that wisdom had produced, those are my words, the house that he built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers and the entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord There was no more spirit in her. Woo! That spirit is the word pneuma, breath. There was no more breath in her. It took her breath away. Some some even believe that she fell out under the power of God. She fainted or fell out of the power of God. Then she said to the king, It was a true report, which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not even told me. My God, are y'all hearing me? Woo! Oh, everything they said was true, but even what they said is not even half of what I experienced. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Oh, here's the the shouting line right here about church folk. Happy are your men and happy are your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Would to God that we would have people that were happy to serve in church again. Huh? How about this one? How about this one? somebody comes to you and says we need you to work in the nursery you better be happy and say yes i'll do it don't you look at somebody tell them no don't you look at don't you look at your pastor of your church and tell her no if you are needed in the nursery if you are needed in the foyer if you are needed in the parking lot you listen would to god you would be happy to serve wherever you are needed Stop playing! Stop playing! Stop playing! Cause, cause you you giving them a reason to clap. They 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 just clap because of y'all. I said, "Happy are you to serve wherever you are needed?" Mm hmm. See, she came to see a building. She had heard about the building. People drive by this building. I've been told this so many times. I drove by that building so many times and I thought, I'm going to try that church one time. I'm going to visit y'all. I promise you one day you're going to see me. All they think about is one day, that's a pretty building they got down there. I'm going to go in there and check out that building. Just like the queen of Sheba, let me tell you what's gonna happen when they get in here. Well, come on. Let me tell you what's gonna happen when they get in here. They may have come, brother Fred, thinking they's gonna see the building, but when they leave, they ain't gonna be talking about the building. Come on. See, the queen of Sheba came to see the building because the building is the only building Experts say in the history of humanity that if it was rebuilt to specifications today, it would cost over a trillion dollars to build to specifications because there's so much gold in it. So she came to see this golden, amazing structure that she'd heard about. But when she left, she wasn't talking about columns. She wasn't talking about thrones. Oh, come on, y'all are hearing me. She wasn't talking about uh, the the, the jewels. She left talking about the people that she encountered when she was in the house. I'm gonna give y'all a moment to think about that one. Let me tell you something. When we was in a hay barn, we had the same power of God that we have in this big beautiful million dollar facility. When we was in a tent, it was the same. People are gonna come here thinking they know, and some of them are just gonna simply come because ain't nobody else open. They're just looking for a church that's having church. Because they thank God they love their church, but the church won't go back to having church anymore. So they're like, you know, maybe I'll go back to my church when the doors are open. But until my church opens the door, i got to find me a church where the doors are open. And I hate to tell you, Pastor, some of them are just going to come here because the doors are open. They may not go back. And We don't want to steal nobody's people. That's what I'm saying. We don't proselytize anybody else's people. I'm not talking about, I'm not encouraging anybody to leave their church to come here. But all I can tell you is if somebody comes here hungry, and they feel like they got what they need here, I ain't going to tell them they can't stay. So so you might make sure you're feeding correctly. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. See, she came to see a building, but she left talking about the people. She left talking about the way in which he ascended to his throne, the worship that was in the house. Mm Mm-hmm. But here's the thing I want you I want you to understand about the new normal church. Just like the Queen of Sheba, I'm gonna buy me another microphone, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling buying me another microphone. I'm buying it, I'm promising you. Make, make a note. Buy a new microphone. All right. Okay. Can about 10 of y'all make a note so make sure we all remember? All right. So, just like When the queen of Sheba came to Solomon, watch this, she came with hard questions. They are coming with hard questions. There's a lot of hard questions. In fact, some of y'all are sitting there right now with some hard questions. How? Why? Why is this happening? Why does this continue to happen? Why did this guy say this? Why did this lady say that? What do I need to do, pastor? What kind of choices do I need to make in this and this and this? Difficult choices. Now, you turn on one channel, one news channel, they're telling you the choice that you need to make. You flip over to another channel, they're telling you the exact opposite of the choice you need to make. And if you're not careful, whichever one you're swaying to, Here's the problem of this society, this day, of the week, and even in the church. This is the new normal, for, the unfortunate new normal for the church. Is that once you decide to listen and get your answers to your hard questions from people who don't even believe in God. Watch this. I'm talking about there are atheist Democrats and there are atheist Republicans. I'm not, I'm not talking about either or. I'm telling you, search the source of the answer. And if the answer that you buy into and you go all in there, what's happening in this world we live in is now the only friends you have are the ones that made that same decision as well. The only people that you can, that you, Don't block or unfriend are the people who continually regurgitate and affirm your decision and your answer that you chose. The moment somebody tries to tell you a different perspective, block, block, unfriend, Unfriend. But here's the thing. We really don't have to worry about the answer. We have the answer. To the hard questions. God is good. All the time. Look, we have the answer in a pandemic. We have the answer. Oh, y'all hear me? The answer. God help me. God help me. I watched a video, and this ain't no political endorsement of either side, but I watched a live video yesterday of a worship pastor who went into the streets of Chicago, and with him was several hundred black folks, white folks, Hispanic folks, Asian folk, every race that you could imagine interracial marriages, everybody was with them. They all had shirts on that said, Jesus, just let me worship, just let me worship. Every one of them, every race that you know in a man, you had people from every race holding a guitar, one guy holding a drum. They, was, they went into the park of Chicago and stood on the outside. They had masks on, all this kind of stuff. All they wanted to do was praise God. All they wanted to do was give God the praise and pray over the city of Chicago that murders and all these things are happening. And the word came down from the top, shut them down. And there was about 150 cops came in and shut them down and told them, you you cannot be here. They said, all we wanna do is praise God. We have a first minute right to praise God. You know what they did? They went over and killed the power to their sound system. It said, if you're gonna stay here, you're not gonna be able to have a sound system. But can I tell you what happened on the live video? They, there the so much power of God, the policemen began to weep under the power of God. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You ain't, you ain't ready for this a policeman walked over to him and gave him their megaphones and said if you can't have power use my megaphone to tell Chicago Jesus loves them. Come on y'all hear me. People of every race we have the answer. Trying to shut us down got to move on whoever he needs to move on cut the power to 50 50 vision we was preaching under a tent before we ever had a building we'll preach in the dark we'll go out in the parking lot and preach come on devil i'm telling you jesus i can run right now i can run right now whoo i am telling you right now I, I, ain't, I ain't no bad dude, man. I, I get whooped by a bunch of people. When I'm up here in this anointing right now, you don't wanna mess with me, I'll whoop your tail right now. I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll take out the best right now. At least I think that in my mind. Woo! Woo, hallelujah! shut matelabokata. Hey, shataka, Shut Say, I fought you with my Cobra Kai. When was the last time you went to a church service? Well, actually, for y'all, it was today. But where well, you had an experience with a living God, where well, you didn't just hear somebody talk and words up on a screen that you recited. That you left feeling, I have been in the presence of God. That's the new normal house of God. There's a new normal happening. And I hate that it took, because I'm telling you, I don't believe that, that God did it. I believe he, you know, sometimes the Lord will just, and theologically speaking here, you may not agree with this, and I, may, I don't have time to explain my, scripture but I can support this the favor of God is not for everyone the favor of God is for his children and sometimes when his children are in rebellion you'll see it throughout scripture he never stops loving them he never leaves them but he will remove his hand just long enough for them to see what life would be like without him and then he'll use what the devil slipped in and tried to do to bring revival to the church there's nothing in the world brings about an awakening and revival like persecution So there's a new normal happening. I hate that it took what the condition that we're in this nation right now for it to happen. But there are people that are rising up. Can I tell you something? Never in my life would I've ever dreamed that I'd be sitting in the morning, getting ready to start my day, watching what we always do, our regular life, where we watch uh, Fox 6 in the morning. You know, they feel like those guys are our family, man. They just, they, we've been watching them every morning. Well, we're sitting there watching them. Never in my life would I dream that this. First of all, let me back up about two months ago. I'm watching TV one night, just a regular show, not news, just a regular show, and a commercial comes on, and Franklin Graham's looking at the screen going, "Uh, do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? If you don't, let me just tell you that you're a sinner, and without Jesus, you're going to go to hell but if you don't want to go to hell and you want to be with Jesus and you want to have peace in your life, repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and save me. From this day forward, I live for you, Jesus. I'm a child of God. How many have seen that commercial? I'm like, okay, what in the world just happened? This is on regular TV watching a a series. Then I never would have dreamed, this is what this world, this new normal is doing. It is pushing people to be bolder than they ever dreamed they could ever be. So I'm watching TV and I see this guy that has been selling stuff for years. He has a service. What's see, Carrie Atkins. I didn't know his name. On Time Electric. You ever heard, seen them guy? He's the guy. Who says, "If our people cuss or swear in your place, we'll give you your money back." <laughs> you know, he. You know what I'm talking about? We're on OnTime59.com. On, on we're giving you a public. We're giving you a little blessing there, brother. OnTime59.com. If you need that. Okay, let's don't talk about it. All right, so he's a good man. He's a good man. Now watch this. I'm not here to talk about that. Listen to what he says. He goes, he has his commercial. Have you all seen this commercial? He has his commercial that he has every morning. And he's standing in front of his van and he says, I want to take a moment just to say something to you right now. All these years, we've offered uh, the opportunity to work on your heating and air. But we're in the most difficult times of all of our lives. And I want you to know something. There is only one answer to the problems that you are facing in our nation. His name. Am I right, Ruby? His name. That's what he says in the camera in this course—is Jesus Christ. He is the only way. So I'm asking you right now to stop what you're doing and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you right now. That was an on-time electric commercial. Let me tell you something. It took this moment to cause people to say, you know what, I ain't worried about it. I'm stepping out of the darkness and I'm going to speak thus saith the Lord God. I'm looking for the old to be new again. I'm not talking about legalistic thinking. I'm talking about going back to an understanding of holiness. Some of y'all don't even know that word. You ain't not even heard that word. Some of y'all think that's a cuss word. I'm not talking about what you're wearing, whether you got makeup on or the lack, lack thereof. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about an inward holiness that will reflect itself outwardly. I'm talking about an understanding, oh, here it is, of honor. We have lost the understanding of honor. Not only do we not honor political and authority in our lives, we're teaching our kids now. I don't mean this to be judgmental if this is you. I don't know who if you're doing it or not. But when you hear kids... Uh, uh, coming to you teenagers kids who've been raised right look at you you in your 20s 30s thirties. I know you're still young you're still a kid in my world now but if they look at you and say yes sir no sir you try to don't you say that to me some of y'all it's one thing if you're 20 some of y'all telling kids you're in your 40s and you tried to tell yourself well it's like, if I don't let them call me sir or ma'am I'm not old let me give you a revelation you are old you're old You're especially old to a teenager. How many of those 30 is old to a teenager? But 30 is young to a 50-year-old. So look, don't stop them. Thank God that they had a mom or daddy or grandparents that taught them respect. But how about this? I'm looking for a new normal house of God where people honor the house of God. They honor Sunday morning. I shared a meme I saw this morning. It blew up. Miles Rutherford took it and shared it on his line, on his timeline too. And it just simply says this: Sunday, sh- uh, Sunday worship should be the excuse for you to miss everything else. Not everything else should be the excuse for you to miss Sunday morning worship. I'm hurrying. Man, I remember a day when I was playing Metro football. Practicing in the outfield of Warrior Baseball field on a Wednesday, and we cut practice so everybody could go to church on a Wednesday night. Everybody left practice at like 5.30 so everybody had time to grab a quick shower and go to church because in that time, Wednesday night you went to church, Sunday morning you went to church. By the way, for some of y'all that can't get here on a Sunday morning, but once or twice a month. I was raised where you went to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, drama team practice on Tuesday night, praise team practice on Thursday night. Come on, visitation on Saturday afternoon, Bible study, small group, prayer meeting, huh? Sunday school? And y'all. Y'all be like, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try my best to get there on Sunday morning, and you live seven minutes away. I'm telling you what, I'm looking for a new understanding of power. Remi- remembering that the Holy Ghost is real and he should be active. Fire preaching. I want, to go, I want the new normal to be a church that believes in prayer. I want the new normal to be, there's a church that has already hit this one. It believes in a commitment to serve. Let me tell you something. If this is your church in this moment, have you not, if you've been coming here for a while, have you not looked around and saw that some of the leaders that we had in place pre-pandemic, for whatever reason, good choices have not come back yet, so therefore it has created a deficit. Isn't it time for you to step up and say, I can tell the leadership of this church is hurting because they don't have the people that they used to have because they're not come back. And for whatever reason, I need to volunteer. I need to serve my church. Church, it is time for you to step up and serve your church. You're not too good. When you look at our nation, you see the result of years of a new normal for church that started a while back. But it had the appearance that it was working. But what it was really working for was working for the flesh and not for the spirit. We have catered to a mindset to try to create an environment that covers the visitor's guilt and shame of sin. Notice I'm not talking about shaming them, but you ought to you ought to feel convicted about sin. You ought to feel that because sin means you've transgressed against God. Am I right? Not against man, not against your pastor, but against God. You can't sin against me. You can you can do me wrong, talk bad about it, but you can only sin against God. Am I preaching right? So we created a new normal in the church where you don't need forgiveness because you don't know you're a sinner. If you don't know you're a sinner, you, and you, don't, need, you don't think you need forgiveness, you ain't looking for forgiveness. We create an environment where you don't need to be found because you never realized that you were lost. Hmm? You don't need a healer because you hadn't realized that you're sick. You can't really rejoice over the beauty and the joy of heaven because you don't realize the contrast between it and a place called hell. Because you've heard about heaven, but you don't know nothing about hell. You've heard about a Savior, but you don't know what he saved us from. I have to check his microphone every once in a while. It goes out. Is it still working? Okay. God speaks of the final generation. And I'm coming to a close. What's this? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. I want you to listen closely to what Paul wrote to Timothy. But know this. Somebody shout, know this. In other words, you better know this. That in the last day, Perilous times will come. Now, watch what he says about the last days. For men shall be lovers of themselves. Now, let me stop and say that means pride, but it also means loving somebody that's the same sex as you. Well, it's quiet in here. If I ain't got kicked off of Facebook yet, here it comes. Lovers of money. Boasters, proud. How about this one? Blasphemers, disobedient to parents. How about this? Disobedient to parents is a sign of the end times. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. How many of You make one wrong mistake on social media, they'll cancel you. They'll destroy you and slander your good name. Without self-control. Brutal. Do we live in a brutal society? There's no more value of life. Despisers of good. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Oh my Lord, am I just reading the Bible? But here's the, here's the one today. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. In other words, a sign of the end time is preachers who look the part but deny the power that supposedly called them. Churches who have a steeple and the name church in their name, but there ain't no Holy Ghost to be found anywhere. Well, hang on. I know Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? No man gets to the Father but by him, right? But Jesus also said, no man can come to me unless he's drawn by the Spirit. So if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you can't get people to Jesus. And if you can't get people to Jesus, you can't get them to the Father. And if you can't get them to the Father, you can't get them to heaven. Now watch this. Paul says, look, this is the last days. All this stuff, it's gonna happen. Did I not just describe 2020? I mean, that's 2020. I know this stuff's always been around, but this is really 2020. But then he says, but I don't want to just tell you what's gonna go on, I'm gonna give you godly advice. Next, verse, next part from such people turn away. having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Stop listening to people who are blasphemers trying to tell you how to have church. Stop listening to people who are unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, no self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, proud, boasters, lovers of themselves, more than lovers of God, trying to tell you how to have church and how to be the church. Verse 6. For of this sort, Mm, listen to this, are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women and men. I'm just reading what it says, okay. Just like when you read man, also means woman, loaded down with sin, led away. By, I'm still laughing at Fifi. <laughs> what? Did you just say women? Only women? from this sort they creep into households and make captives of gullible people loaded down with sins led away by various lusts watch this always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth Woo! My God, did you hear what I just read? That was written 2000 years ago. Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Here's how you, here's what you hear all the time. What you need is to be enlightened. You need to be woke. You need to be enlightened. Now, if you're trying to tell me that I need to be woke to the spirit realm, I say, amen. If you're telling me I need to be enlightened that there's a battle going on in the spirit realm between good and evil, I say, amen. But if you're trying to tell me I need to be woke and enlightened to the philosophies of man who does not even believe that God exists, I'm sorry, I'm not opening my eyes to that. The Bible says, from such, turn away. So if you're looking for that kind of pastor, probably don't need to visit us. Because I, that pastor. Listen to what the word says, which says perilous times. The perilous, the word perilous means this. In the Strongest Course I looked it up, it means the idea, what's this, of reducing your strength. Making things difficult and dangerous, furious and fierce. In other words, these people are relentless until they suck the life out of you and you lose your strength to go on. That is the attack of the enemy. Let me tell you something about the devil. The devil, I'll give him one thing. I hate to give him anything, but I'll give him one thing. He is patient. He plays the long game. He don't show up, knock on your door, ring your doorbell, you ring doorbell and you see up on the video screen and he's standing there going, ha. <laughs> Can I help you? Who is it? <laughs> I'm with Amazon. I got a delivery for you. <laughs> well, you I'm sorry. I, you look a little bit like a devil. <laughs> okay, you got me. I'm the devil. <laughs> Can I come in? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Devil, you can't come in. Sorry. No. (laughs) He comes disguised as your greatest desire. Mm -hmm. He has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. The world's trying to teach us to learn their ways. Can I tell you something? I I thank God for higher education. I thank God for college. You have no problem with college. But let me tell you something, parents. You ready to send your kids off? You better plead the blood of Jesus over your kids. Because they are waiting on your children. That you have spent your whole life pouring Jesus into them. And they're about to walk into a circle being led by 98% of people who believe nothing that you believe. So you better give them something while they're young. Because the devil is waiting to teach them their ways. They'll come back and say things like, well, you know what, I believe in God, but I just don't see him the way you see him, Dad, Mom. I believe in a concept of God. I believe in the universe. I'm not going to stand before the universe one day universe can't look at me and tell me well done good and faithful servant come on, y'all hearing me I'm telling you right now I'm going to stand before God hallelujah it's corruption it's corruption it's corruption and it has crept that's what he said to Timothy these kind creep into your house they have crept into the house of God the Laodicean church if you've been on the Bible study with Revelation you know what I'm talking about but when people come they're looking for the real deal I'm, I'm almost done but you know when they come if, if, if somebody comes to church right now when they walk in those doors Ch- Saul Rock church, don't you ever take for granted a single face you see right now when they come in this building they have had to make a decision to go through everything everybody else has told them not to do, they have had to be told, "Don't you go down there, them people down there, them crazy people down there." They, 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 they. they I don't know, but I don't know if they got proper social distance. I don't know if they got all that kind of stuff. Look, I'm not here to debate all that, but I'm here to tell you: if somebody comes to Solid Rock Church, and especially if they come back to Solid Rock Church, if it's more than their first time, they've made a decision. So you better value that face. Love them. Appreciate them. Because they made a decision to push through every voice around them to be in the presence of God with me and you to worship God together. When you see a first-time visitor come during a pandemic, you give them gun salutes, man. You you you, you elbow, but you you come on, you fist bump, you doing whatever make them feel comfortable. You don't make them feel weird, you let them wear their mask, you put your mask on, but you better know. They have come because they've heard about something that's happening here. They drove by on a Sunday and they see more and more cars coming back during the pandemic on a Sunday and something's pulling them here. You better know they've made a decision. God, I need to know if there's something in that building that can change my situation. If, they, if you get them here, I'll give them Jesus. You get them here, I'll give them Jesus. You get them here, I'll give them Jesus. How about that deal? How about we make that deal right now? You get them here, you'll know that they're going to get Jesus. They're going to get worship. They're going to feel the power of God. And you're going to get them another pastor that's going to give them what the Word of God said. Not what man said. 11.45. I got to hurry. Thank God for Programs Lights Production coffee, donuts, it's all good. But let's be be real. It's time to be real. Those are all great bait to hook. But programs, lots production, coffee, donuts, cafes, smoke machines, they're all designed to connect and appeal to the flesh, to hook them long enough to give them Jesus. So I have no problem with it. You know, one thing I do have problems with, I don't think you'll ever see me in skinny jeans. I ain't got a problem if you want to wear skinny jeans. But we're going to have lights. One day we may have a smoke machine. I don't know. I ain't got no problem with a smoke machine. I ain't got no problem with any of that stuff. But here's what I'm trying to say. If you ever see it here, it's because we have prayed and we have heard this is something that we need to get them in this building to give them Jesus. We will never put the lights and, and and any kind of thing you see on this stage ahead of the gospel. Amen. Come on, give him praise. As I close, I want to read something. I very rarely ever do this. I very rarely ever read quotes from other people. But there is a famous preacher who's going to be with the Lord. His name is David Wilkerson. How many of have ever heard of Pastor David Wilkerson? He was the one that wrote The Cross and the Switchblade. You remember that the book in the movie? He pastored a church in New York, downtown, rough area of New York City. He was a man ahead of his time. He prophesied of many things that would happen in the end times. This is one of the things that he said. In one of his prophecies concerning the final generation. And I'm, I quote God hungry people are saying among themselves, This is not it. There's something more. The bigness and the sensationalism, sensationalism of it all has left us empty and dry. We want more. He's saying, This is what the final generation is going to say. We want more. More than entertainment, more than big showy buildings more than a shallow celebrity gospel. We want deeper values. We want to see Jesus. We want spotless robes of righteousness. We want to go back to doing things in total dependence on God. Many of these people in this time, in his church, when he would preach sermons like this, would leave his church. You know who would leave his church? Religious people. But you know who would come and flood his altars? The gangbangers. Come on, are y'all hearing me? Wearing their colors and everything. Because why? Many of them are in the gangs because their whole life they've been searching for affirmation and the love of a father. And they never experienced until the love of Jesus came into their lives. He went on to say, God is revealing to all true praying people that a glorious new work of the Spirit is about to break forth. God is going to shake everything that can be shaken. He will tear down the old political, backslidden, ecclesiastical system. He will disown the formal Super church structure that man has made, he will chase out of his presence all who are engaging in self promoting ministries. This was written many years ago by a man who's already in the presence of God. Let me tell you something the days of the celebrity preacher are over, they're over. That's one good thing about this generation in their free thinking is they can see right through fake. And they're sick of fake. Ah, uh-huh. They're sick of fake. The days of celebrity TV preachers have been, it's been going away for a while but it's done. This is the day of the local church. This is the day of this. All around the world where there's a local congregation being equipped by a local pastor to do the work of the ministry. Yes. Huh? Yes. People are going to support financially their ministry and what they're doing in the community versus sending millions away to another ministry of a big multi-billion dollar ministry that ain't never, quite frankly, ever given anything back to them. I'm be honest with you. Listen, some of, some of y'all are faithful to sow into other ministries and they ain't never coming to a funeral. They ain't never called you to check on you. They ain't never welcomed you into. Come on, let me just tell you. I'm not coming against them, but I'm telling you, I've known over the years, people will support other big-time ministries and will not even support what God is doing in their own church. Those days are over. Here's, here's how I look at it. Whatever God's called me to do, I should be able to do it in-house and with the people that's here should, all, should be able to help us. And if we got partners and people that sow from all over the world and all over the kingdom, that's great. But everything that they sow into it is going to be an extension of this house. Come on. Even this video they're filming tomorrow. Let me tell you something. I'm filming this. We're re-releasing this book. But it is also at the core about this house. This is our story. This is the church's story. And this is about you. i got to hurry. So the last thing I'm going to read is this. Is Revelation chapter 3. I just taught it not long ago. And see if this doesn't also sound like today. This was the final church age of the seven stages of churches. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, These things say the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then... Because you are lukewarm, you are neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now listen to what makes God sick. Listen to what he says. He he doesn't just say that. He qualifies that statement. Because. How many of those? Because means, okay, you heard what I said. Now here's why I said this. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. In other words, you've X'd me out. You're so technologically advanced, you don't need my help anymore. You've got so many vaccines and pills to take, you don't need my healing anymore. You've now got preachers telling you you don't even need to be forgiven anymore. So all the things that I used to be to people, you've now so enlightened, you don't even need me anymore. Wait, Wait a minute, he's not talking to the world He's talking to the church. This is to the church. I have need of nothing. But you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. To the church, y'all, to the last church, right before the rapture. They think they got it all. They got the big buildings. They got the millions of dollars of budgets. They got cameras. They got production equipment. They've invested so much into this live stream thing. They're putting on a show now. But they've forgotten about God. Heaven knows you, you can work for God and not serve God. In fact, that happens to a lot of leaders. You work so hard for God, you forget the God that you're serving. Now, let me tell you what he says. And this is what I love about God. He, He hits them. He exposes them. He calls them out, exposes them. But God, through his grace, always has mercy. So he says, so here is what you are, but here is what I can become for you, if you'll allow me. He says, I counsel you. I'm your lawyer. I want to give you legal advice. I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. See, you think you're rich, but you're poor and you're wretched and you're miserable and you're blind and you're naked. But if you'll go buy me gold refined in the fire, you'll be rich. You are blind, miserable, and naked, But I'll put white garments on you. You won't be naked anymore. That you may be clothed. And that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. You were blind. You think you see. You think you're enlightened. But I'm telling you, you're blind. But if you'll buy me gold tried in the fire, I'll apply and anoint your eyes with eye salve. And you can actually really see like you thought you could. Are y'all hearing me? For as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. In other words, I love you, but I will spank your rear end. Huh? I will spank your rear end. Huh? How I many knows there's a difference between abuse and discipline, and correction? I'm gonna tell you something right now. I remember the days when my mama would make me stand at the bathroom window. I'm, being, I'm just being real, y'all. I'm not trying to give y'all a weird picture, but say, pull your britches down, boy. And then, I'd stand there with my britches down, looking out the window. And she had a plum tree that was in direct eye contact of the bathroom window. And I would, she would made me, she said, boy, don't you, don't you look away. You watch out that window. And I'm standing there, y'all. The shame of knowing my britches is down. I'm looking out the window, and my mama, you just have to know my mama, she'd go over that plum tree, and she'd look at me in the window, and she'd say, And she'd pull that switch off of that plum tree, and she'd be walking towards the house just pulling the leaves off looking at me. I told you to shut up. I told you, boy. I'm sitting there, ah, ah, she didn't even touch me yet. I'm, I'm already, oh, my God, don't kill me. I remember, how many of you ever had a spanking, mom or daddy? Had a spanking, mom. You, you realize? You remember that day when you finally got big enough where the spankings didn't hurt you anymore, and you thought you were going to be big and bad, and you didn't cry. And you just stand there, and you just, and you just turn around and look at them And then you hear your mom or your dad say, "Oh, you ain't going to cry. You ain't going. Oh, you big now, ain't you? I'm about to give you something, boy to cry about. I'm going to make you cry so that y'all you know, learn, man. I don't care." I was, you cry no matter what. Listen, I was a senior in high school, y'all, captain of the football team, coming home one day, been given an offer to play college football, come home big and bad, walked in there one time. I was smarting off my mom. I was a big boy, y'all. My mama stood up in a chair and grabbed a broom and hit me all across my rear end. She, my mama ain't this tall. She said, boy, I don't care what them football coaches say about you. I will beat you with a broomstick. and You will mind me in this house. I was just like, hope nobody at school sees me, but yes, mama, you're right. Yes, mama. Now, I'm not telling you that's the God we serve, but I'm gonna tell you something. God knows sometimes when we need to be corrected. And I'm not trying to simplify the unbelievable world that which we live in today to just try to just roll it up into a statement but here's the reality there is a correction happening on many levels in the natural political racial ethnic financial some are calling it reset there's all kinds of words for the world that things that are happening out there Let me just tell you something. You you need to accept this. It don't matter who wins the president election. This world will never be the same. It's never never going back to where it was at the beginning of 2020. It's not. So the sooner you realize that, the better. But the question is, what is your story going to be and what are you going to look like? And maybe it's a good thing that it don't go back. It is a good thing that it don't go back to where it was. Because there's a lot of things that were swept up under the rug and nobody talked about that's being talked about. Come on come on let's just tell it like it is but we have the answer so the new normal is a return to the old to where we loved not the old of America not the old of history to to the upper room of Acts chapter 2 when I say the return to the old I mean the first church I mean, that old. Father, I thank you
0: for helping me preach this word. I thank you, God. God, that you have chosen our church to be a voice in this moment, to be an example. It's a heavy burden, God and everybody in this house. But we choose to accept it, Lord. We don't know the future. We can't predict what's going to happen in our nation, in our economy. We we don't know the future, but we truly do know who holds the future. So Jesus, we just open our hands and we release it to you. Some of y'all just need to release your marriage to God. You've done all you can do. Just give it to God. Just release it to Him. One of the hardest things you'll ever do. so tight trying to make sure that they're doing what they need to do. You realize you've done all you can do. And you just don't stop being who you are to them, but you just have to just Heal our land, God. Send revival. It's the only answer, God. It's awakening. A new awakening. It's the only answer, God. Man, policy, law, speeches. Church, our local church, to be a voice to speak against that devil that's trying to destroy our nation and our families. God, I, church, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in this. If you need to slip out. You can. It's up to you. But I just for a couple of minutes. You're in here and you feel, can you just sort of stay in a vein of just prayer and meditation? Don't get distracted. I need you to help me with something because it's holding me heavy. I need you to help me pray for pastors. Pray for other pastors because that burden of other pastors is heavy on me. My heart hurts for them. If you know another pastor, just call their name and pray for them right now because you have no idea what they're going through right now. They are the voice that's speaking faith into their people. During the week, all they're hearing is the voice of negativity and hatred and bitterness, evil. Father, I just pray for those pastors. I pray for our network pastors. I pray for all the pastors in this community. I pray for their faith. I pray for their marriages that are under attack. I pray for their children, their bodies attack their health their minds they would be clear to speak boldness in this moment we praise you Lord there are pastors right now whose spouses in the middle of a pandemic are leaving them pastors that I know who have lost their homes, lost their vehicles. Some of them have gone through intensive care with COVID. Some have died. Others have had heart attacks from the stress. Pastors are no more under pressure than you. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that if you serve in a church and go to a church of what you do, pressure of that voice that's speaking into your life in this moment is pretty heavy so I'm not saying that for me I'm saying please pray for pastors
1: just pray for pastors I love y'all I truly believe something powerful is going to happen in the month of October in this church
0: I know you've been sitting there for a while I know I need to hurry but listen
1: Every year every year that there's a presidential election, no matter who is running, they always talk about something in October. What's it called? An October surprise. That means that both parties have been holding back damaging information on the other candidate that they're waiting to release until the last month before election, hoping that's enough to turn the election. So who knows what's going to happen? in October on both sides and in this nation across the the entire nation. But I got up this morning, this is what I heard the Lord say. There's about to be an October surprise in the church. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. That God has something that he is going to release in the month of October that the devil did not see coming. I'm telling you, I feel it. There is a shift that's going to happen in the church in October. And I believe Elevate Conference is going to be part of it. So you need to make sure, if you've got to take off work and take a vacation day, whatever you've got to do, you don't miss it. Doug, I want to pray for you right now, Doug. Doug and Wanda, who love our church, who's been our church, she's the lady I talk about all the time that we witnessed. God healed the brain tumors off of her brain. We saw the before and
0: after scans. But well, now her husband has been diagnosed with lung cancer, Doug. And, and now they're saying renal function has dropped. And his fluids, he's got to get fluids in his belly tomorrow. But it's, it's, a, it's a bad diagnosis. Can you help me pray
1: for Doug right now? He's one of our SRC family. Father, we just thank you right now. God, go to Doug who's watching right now and Wanda, who is standing strong for her husband. Lord, let the faith of Doug be strong. God, let him feel the prayers of his his fellow people, God, of his house, of his church, from his pastor. We lift you up right now, Doug. We speak in the name of Jesus that God is able to reverse that diagnosis. To cause that cancer to dry up and be removed. We know that he can do it. And you know it. You saw God do it in your own wife. So stand on that promise right now, Doug. We love you. We're praying for you right now in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Y'all have a great day. I love y'all. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Have a great day.